All right, everybody, before we dive into today's episode, we are brought to you by two headline sponsors, the first one being Elite Sweets. Elite Sweets is redefining the way we think about sweets with their Elite Donuts. The Elite Donut is a better-for-you donut that is packed with 13 grams of protein. They're gluten-free, keto-friendly, and contain only one gram of sugar. These have become a staple in our house as we look to have a healthy diet and want products that if we do feel like having that sweet or you know having a cheat meal or just a cheat snack, um, something that's not going to completely ruin our diet. So Elite Sweets have become that. Uh, it's a donut. It tastes delicious. It tastes just like those shitty donuts that you're used to growing up, except these ones are, are high in protein, gluten-free. They're keto-friendly for all you keto dieters out there. And most importantly, in my mind, uh, they only contain one gram of sugar. So get yours today at EliteDonut.com or on Amazon. If you use code ShaneWhite30 at checkout, you'll get 30% off your order. And that code works on both Amazon and EliteDonut.com. Again, that code is ShaneWhite30, all one word, and you'll get 30% off your order. Today's episode is also brought to you by Routine. When we sleep, we lose between a pound and a pound and a half of water, mostly just from sweating while you sleep, which is something... I did not know before I started working with the guys over at Routine. They've come up with a product that they call Morning Routine. It's a single-serve packet that I take every morning, and it contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, all six essential electrolytes, and most importantly, no sugar. Most people wake up, they grab that cup of coffee first thing in the morning. What most people don't realize is if you wake up dehydrated, which is easy to do when you, uh, when you wake up from a, a long night's sleep, uh, your body sweats and expels a lot of vapors while you're sleeping. Instead of grabbing that cup of coffee, try grabbing a morning routine packet. Each of these, as I mentioned, um, is made up of all these great ingredients that helps rehydrate you in the morning, get your metabolism going once again, uh, I just take one of these little, there's little single serve packets, tear one open, throw it into, you know, just a shaker bottle or 20 ounces of water, shake it up and drink it. First thing in the morning, you feel a difference. You really do feel hydrated again. You can tell the difference when you use the product and then go off of it again, the difference you feel first thing in the morning. Routine, trusted ingredients, made convenient. You can go to yourroutine.com and use code ShaneWhite30. Again, Shane White 30, same coupon code as the last brand, Elite Suites. If you use code Shane White 30 at checkout on yourroutine.com, you can get 30% off your first order. All right, everybody. I have a great guest coming up next, and I will talk to you in just a second. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. This one is just me, and this one is all about um, really the final stretch of my marathon prep. And I'm calling this, it's really the taper overview, which for anyone who has not run a marathon or does not know what I'm talking about, a taper is just the, the few weeks leading up to the marathon. So if you guys listened to the last episode, you uh, you know that I was really hitting on peak week, which Again, for anyone not not does not know what that means, that that was the week where I ran 
the most miles that I have run the entire training cycle. So in that week, I ran um, a total of, I believe, 41 miles. I'm pulling up my Strava real quick. Yeah, 41 miles uh, the week of September 12th to the 18th. And so today I'm just diving into the last three weeks, which three weeks ago I dropped from 41 down to 29, then down to 22 last week. And this week um, I have a short run tomorrow, tomorrow being Thursday, and then a little shakeout 20-minute jog basically on Saturday before race day on Sunday. So I'm going to be sitting right at what three, like 13 miles this week. So, I mean, it's going to feel like nothing. Uh, and it does feel like nothing so far this week and, and really the last couple. Um, so for anyone listening or who's been following along here through some of these marathon prep podcasts, um, it's been fun to share, especially the latter half of the training cycle with everybody. And so today we're just going to dive in to what the last last couple of weeks have looked like in the taper. So I kind of hit it, hit it, uh, from a high level, uh, just running less, right? Like we're just running fewer miles per week. That's really the key. Um, nothing else is really changing though. We're still doing multiple easy runs per week. And when I say easy runs, those are runs that are run at a slower pace than I'm planning to run the marathon at. So think 10 to 11 minutes a mile for me, we're doing a little bit lighter volume each week. So maybe if I was running, you know, seven or eight miles on an easy run, now I'm down to four or five, maybe three. We're still doing a weekly speed run. So once a week, I'm going to the track and doing, and so far it's been mostly 400 and 800 meter repeats, sometimes a kilometer. Um, so a variety of different lengths, but all of them with a speed component. So running faster then I typically run my marathon pace and faster than um, I will try to run even the marathon. So these are these are you know shorter bursts at what's called threshold. So running, kind of pushing my limits to see how fast I can run for shorter periods of time. So overall, the cadence of the types of runs each week didn't change. Just the volume has drastically come down. Um, the other thing that I've really, really been focusing on, and I'm going to look over here at my notebook because um, I got some notes I wrote down, but really doing a much, much deeper focus on recovery, especially the last two weeks leading into this. This is something I learned last time on the wrong side. I didn't do enough of this, but really focusing on recovery. So um, I've been trying to do at least one 8 to 15-minute mobility session a day. I, I know on previous podcasts, I've, I've talked to you guys all about using GoWad. GoWad has been an awesome tool for me. It's just an app on the phone. I can quickly go to, you know, for me lately with just trying to make sure my lo- my legs are, are loosened up, um, I've been trying to do either lower body or hip-related mobility sessions. But in this last week, uh, so this is the week leading up to the marathon, I jumped up and I'm trying to do two mobility sessions a day. I say try because I've I've been doing it every day, but if I get to it this evening, today today which is Wednesday, will be the first time I've done two in one day and I, I'll hopefully get to that after this podcast. The other thing I'm doing and I've been hitting it really hard the last 2 weeks is and I have the privilege of having a sauna in my house which makes it a lot easier. But I've been hitting the sauna um, basically every day, I don't, I think I missed maybe one or two days on a, on a weekend over the last couple of weeks, but, uh, I decided, so this week, the week leading up to the marathon, I still hit the, the sauna after my workouts, uh, Monday through Wednesday. So through today, 
And I'm going to actually avoid that Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Reason for that is starting tomorrow, I really start to go into um, carb loading, which a lot of people will do that the night before. But I've been actually researching and learning that it's better to start doing that a few days out. So I'm going to take the sauna out of my routine and really focus on hydrating and uh, try not to deplete myself too much. Um, Let's see. The other thing, I've really backed off of just weight training this week and a little bit last week. Uh, Instead of trying to sprinkle in some CrossFit workouts and some heavier weightlifting movements like I've been trying to do through this whole marathon prep, which I genuinely do believe has helped me keep a stronger base for my legs, Um, this week on top of the running, really just keeping it to what, if you guys follow me on Instagram or on social media, just keeping it to my lunges, which I'm still doing 800 meters every day. But on the, on the flip side, I'm, I've, I've brought down the intensity. So if I was normally lunging 800 meters in you know, 16 to 18 minutes, now I'm doing it in 20 to 22. So really slowing down, not trying to kill myself this week on speed or intensity on the lunges, but just getting the work done. The other thing for everyone who wants to prep for a race like this, something that has helped me drastically was just putting on paper this week when I wanted to get all of my logistics done. And we'll dive into what logistics for a race looks like here shortly. Um, I'll kind of walk you guys through what I worked on yesterday because I think it's really helpful for folks Um, I did this to a degree when I ran the New York City Marathon, but this time around I did it to a much deeper level. The goal for me, race is Sunday, and I said when I I was looking at this week, I said let's try to get all of the heavy lifting done as far as planning, um, anything I need to go buy or pick up as far as like gear, energy gels, hydration products, anything like that. Let's get it all done by Tuesday. That way, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just every day leading up after that, I'm kind of just on autopilot and not stressing about finding things I need. So that was one big thing. Check that off the list. The other thing, if any of you know me well, I wear a whoop consistently, but I suck at getting enough sleep. Really, the only excuse I have of that is just probably spending too much time uh, working late or not going to bed early enough and not wanting to sacrifice my mornings uh, of getting up early. I, I genuinely enjoy that. But for this week, I'm trying to hack that. I am forcing myself to sleep at least, you know, in bed. So not necessarily getting deep sleep or anything like that, but making sure I'm in bed for a minimum of eight hours per night. Um, I have kept up with that. So I, it's funny. I've been doing this three nights in a row and it actually is pretty crazy how much better I feel. Uh, that really does work. There's a reason people push the sleep thing. And even the last two nights, I mean, I slept eight and, a little over eight and a half hours on Monday night. And I slept exactly eight hours last night. Um, it really does work. It gets you, it, it gets you to a mental place. And you can, you can feel the physical benefits of just getting proper sleep. So hitting that. And then... Besides that, like I said, I've had a couple, I had a speed run today. I had a slow, easy run on Monday, nothing yesterday on Tuesday. I have one more easy run tomorrow on Thursday, a rest day Friday, and then Saturday is just a shakeout run before the big day on Sunday. So that's what running has looked like as far as the taper goes. Um, I'm going to pull up here. I have, a, I have, of course, again, if anyone knows me, I have crazy spreadsheets for literally everything. 
So some of the other things that I found really important um, for me, just making sure I'm eating the right things, staying on my nutrition plan as I head into the race weekend was something that was really, really important. So yesterday I created, I created basically a little table that just walks through you basically Wednesday through Sunday morning, every meal, what I'm planning on eating. And obviously some things might move around or change a little bit, but just putting again, pen to paper to make sure what I'm, what I want to eat and what I want to use to prepare for this race actually gets done. And every time I put it on paper and then as the days go on, it's easy for me to reference it's easy for me to just check it off once I did it. If something changed, I just alter it and I can note that. Um, that's been really easy. The other thing, so food and diet's important. One of the things I screwed up drastically when I ran the New York City Marathon was just not staying off my feet the days leading up to it. I think I, met, I mentioned this in the very first podcast where I talked about running the Chicago Marathon. But when I was in New York, you know, me and my wife, Kelly, it was uh, our first time no, it was our second time. Second time going to New York, which now even saying that out loud is funny that I still wanted to walk around and see so many things. But it was our second time in New York, and there was a lot of things we ended up going around and seeing. So I had to go to the Marathon Expo to pick up uh, my packet, my bib, all that stuff. And then we ended up walking around a lot. So we ended up putting on way too many steps. We stopped at a few you know, places to get food. I had a couple beers. All the things that, in hindsight, were horrible leading up to a marathon. You know, you really want to stay off your feet, number one. You really want to avoid alcohol, especially the days leading up to the marathon. So that was something I'd screwed up drastically. So this time around, that was a big part of planning. This was not only the food, but looking at what I'm planning on doing. So um, been making plans with my wife to just relax on, on Saturday and even Friday. I'm actually going to go down to the expo tomorrow on Thursday just to get it knocked out and make sure that's not somewhere I need to be close to race day. So I'm going to go down there tomorrow, knock that out. Um, I am also planning on, again, just staying off my feet. So, you know, Friday might look like uh, going to a movie. Saturday is going to look like probably relaxing around the house, college football, and then um, some things already in, in plans. You know, I'm going to an early dinner to carve up. Um, and be, in bed early as well. So trying to just back into how many hours of sleep I need already this this far away from race day, knowing I got to get up at 4.30 on Sunday morning. Um, with that, it's not just planning the food, right? But there's inevitably some things I don't have in the house. So what am I doing today? It's Wednesday. I'm going to run out quickly here in a little bit and go get the few groceries I need. Again, just trying to front load this week with everything I could possibly need for the weekend, I'm sure there will be things pop up. I'll have to run out and do something, but just trying to get ahead of anything and everything to make sure there's no stress late in the week. Um, one of the things with any type of marathon running I've learned the hard way is when you make yourself stressed, stress can be just as bad as, for example, staying on your feet. Um, that can impact you in ways that are hard to explain, right? Like just being stressed out leading up to a big event like this um, can, can hurt your recovery. Uh, and it can really just put some stress on you on a day where you are going to be taxed with about as much stress as humanly possible. All right. So groceries done, what I'm eating, what my activities are done. The next thing that I decided to plan out was just race morning. Uh, for me, I, for a while I thought I was going to probably park downtown 
And now I've I've pivoted a little bit. Decided I'm just gonna I planned ahead, booked an Uber. Uh, I figured early in the morning, being picked up by someone, being able to just kind of relax, not be stressed on the drive down there, and then um, getting dropped off right by uh, the starting line will be really helpful. We'll save some time. Again, just trying to minimize any and all stress that can happen here. Um, so, boom, that is what I'm doing. This one's funny. If for for folks who are listening who actually know me, if you've talked to me about going on a trip or planning anything in regards to um, making a quote-unquote itinerary, I'm a little bit neurotic when it comes to that. So that's something, though, I think race morning, people who are not organized or who just are not good at um, planning and being somewhere on time, if that's you and you're listening to this, do this step right here that I'm doing. What I did was essentially just map out by the minute, not literally, but chunks of time on Saturday night and Sunday morning where I need to be. So for example, I put between 8.30 and 9, I need to be going to bed on Saturday night. So I want to be in bed 8.30 to 9. I have a little checkbox next to all of these. So as the time goes on, I can check it off. That then backs into me waking up at 4.30 the next the next morning. From 4.30 to 5.30, I'm going to eat. So I have some food planned out. I'm going to do a mobility session hit my Theragun, and try to go to the bathroom, funny enough. That is an important part of this that you want to take care of before you leave if you can. At 5.30, the Uber shows up, get in the Uber, and that puts me downtown really at the starting line around 6 o'clock, which is when they're suggesting uh, to get there. I buffered in 30 minutes from 6 to 6.30 just to get through security and to get to um, the charity tent that I'll be getting ready in and getting warmed up in. Um, I then... I basically have, let's see, if I if I get there at 6.30, I put 6.30 to 7.15, um, you know, startup tent, warm up. I'm actually planning on doing my lunges, uh, probably not all 800 meters. I'm thinking I'm going to do maybe 400 meters of lunges just to warm up everything. I know people have been kind of shitting on me about lunging uh, leading up to the race, but uh, I disagree. I think it's going to, it's keeping me, me, me uh, limber and, and not to sound cocky, but the lunges are not as hard as they used to be. So doing... Just body weight lunges for 400 meters. Um, that's you know less than 10 minutes, and I'm just gonna get warmed up. And then I, I'm trying to figure this out, but I think between 7:30 and 7:45, my corral closes, so I'll actually be in the starting area. Kind of, it's an antsy feeling too, because they basically herd you into this little area. Uh, you can't leave, you can't move, and you're just waiting. You're just waiting for your time to start. That part right there is where. I know in New York, I was trying to take it all in. I took some pictures and it, it's fun. It's like, you're, you're excited to go. This is when the adrenaline's really building. Cause you're in, again, you're in this like corral where literally you can't leave and, and you can move around a little bit, but you're pretty packed in with people. Um, and then I'm supposed to start right at eight. So right before that, I have it on my calendar just to remind myself, um, I'm going to rip some caffeine gel and get fucking amped, get amped, man. This is it. This is, this is leading up to all of these, all these training sessions lead up to one, one day here at eight o'clock on Sunday morning. Um, so for all of you listening, I'm going to add a link in the show notes. Uh, you can follow along. And, uh, I think if you download the Chicago marathon app, not that anyone that's uh, not ever planning on running wants to do, but if you want to do that, uh, you can follow, follow me live. And if, uh, if not, of course, I'll share how, how everything goes, goes afterwards. But 
So that's that's kind of my race morning itinerary. And just honestly getting that down on paper yesterday made me feel a hundred times better than it would have if if I didn't do that. So I will I would tell everyone that that's a huge huge component of this. Just have a game plan. Like your game plan is probably going to get fucked up, but having it on paper, I mean, at least for me, just took a huge stress off my plate as I was thinking about getting into the end of this week. The next thing, and for all of you who have been following along, and especially for you guys that have been following along on Instagram or you know seeing my Strava posts, um, the next big one, which I've been working with my coach Tom Black on, is just understanding pacing. So trying to understand what I want to come out at, when I want, how, what I want to do as far as um, transitioning from slower paces to faster paces. That's also called having a negative split. So I want to finish the race with mile times that are faster than the first part of the, of the marathon. When I ran New York, I did the opposite. I came out way too hot, which is one of the most typical issues of marathon runners. And then as the race progressed, I got slower and slower and slower. I cramped up and it was a disaster. So, <laughs> so for this one, um, my goal right now, and this might, I, I most likely will tinker with this a little bit. Again, my goal is to go sub four hours. So what that looks like is for the first 14 miles, um, I am going to try to run roughly a 915 per mile marathon pace. Um, that puts me at, that basically puts me at ha- at, a, at the half marathon point at two hours and 15 seconds. So when I'm thinking about this out loud, hitting, that's basically ha- a half marathon's 13.1. So trying to run just over two hours for halfway is my goal, which is great. That means I'm, I'll have a negative split if I can pull off the rest. I'll continue that for one more mile through mile 14. Then what I bucketed is mile 15, so basically 15 through 19. Um, this is the five-mile five stretch where I think could really uh, make or break my total time. I'm hoping to go from 9.15 down to 9. Gives me five miles to just pick up the pace a little bit, get into a rhythm, and cruise. That puts me at uh, twenty at the 20-mile, or sorry, once I get through ni- the 19th mile at nine minutes per mile, 20 on, I'm trying to go sub nine and down to 850. Getting down to 850 puts me at 20 miles will be completed at three hours and three minutes. And then that put puts me at a finish time of 358.06. So as with anything, and this is exactly what I just said about making the itinerary, a plan is as good as a plan can be, especially on paper. Will I hit these mile times? Definitely not, right? Like I hope, I mean, I hope I'm close, but I'm going to have some above, some below, and then who knows what happens. But again, it's just about having a plan, having a plan. um, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it's helpful to have a plan. And this way I'm going to be looking at this, studying this over the next few days. And then it's going to be in the back of my head. So one of the big things is if I get out the gate and I'm running, you know, 920, 930, 945 miles, if I'm well above my 915, I know that early on and know I got to speed it up. And it's a careful balance because it's a long race. So if you miss one mile, it doesn't mean you have to overcorrect and go under for the next one. But it does mean you kind of want to stay in that pocket of trying to stay close. Um, 
and we'll see how it goes. At the end of the day, we'll see how it goes. That puts me at 358.06. I figured giving me a buffer of two minutes, um, I know that now I'm looking at it on paper. I mean, that that does – it feels so tight, and then if anything – if anything goes wrong and I have to slow down for any reason, there's not a lot of time to recover. But I also think I can run faster um, than nine and faster than eight fifty if if it all comes down to it, and I and I have to, to in order to finish on time. So that's the plan, folks, and that's that's really what the last three weeks of taper, the overview of all this has been. Um, I'm really excited. Thank you for everyone who has donated. For anyone who has just listened, but especially for you guys who have donated, there's been a ton of you. Thank you so much. When I'm recording this right now on Wednesday, October 5th, we are, I think we're $62 away from hitting the $2,000 fundraising goal. And in hindsight, it's just, that's a crazy, crazy number. And, and again, thank you for everyone who has donated. If you'd still like to donate, I will put the link in the show notes. I'm running with the Ronald McDonald House Charity Group. And I would love if anyone would be willing to help get kind of get us across the finish line here, no pun intended, uh, on the $2,000 fundraising goal. Um, I, I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And we're going to impact a lot of families. So it's a really, really, really cool culmination of, of the last few months of training is to see that we're actually going to make a pretty big impact on the fundraising side. So thank you, everyone, uh, who've, who's t- partaken in that. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the last few episodes here around marathon prep. I hope it's been insightful. I hope it's been fun to learn. Um, I think the only thing I I didn't mention that I I think actually real quick, I'll throw this in at the end here is, uh, wanted to hit on, I've talked about taking Martin and Huma, uh, energy gels throughout my training cycle, as well as Martin energy drinks. Both of those are fantastic products. I, you know, I rant and rave about them a little bit, but they really are phenomenal. Um, Martin is what I'm going to be running with on race day. So I have a little bit of a plan here and we'll see how it goes. It's going to be carrying a lot of product, a lot, a little bit more than I've been training with. So that's one variable that I wouldn't say I'm worried, but it's going to be interesting. It'll be a little heavy to start. I'm planning on taking a, a caffeinated gel and starting with a Martin drink to start the race. And then uh, I worked with my coach, Tom Black, to figure out pacing on gels. And I think what's going to happen is the plan right now is every four miles or so, I'm going to take another gel. And then at the, around the halfway point, I'm going to take another uh, Martin drink, but a caffeinated version to kind of push me through. So that's the game plan. So it's going to come out to be roughly six gels, two drinks. And then, of course, along the marathon course, there's waters, there's Gatorade stations, Um, so I'm sure I'll probably end up hitting those as well. Um, just the key, if I had to like take a macro macro view of what I did wrong last marathon to what I'm trying to do now is I was dehydrated. I didn't stay hydrated and fueled up during the race enough. And so this time around, I'm trying to make sure that is not an issue. And if I overhydrate, I'm sure that can create issues of its own, but I definitely don't want to run into the cramping issues that I had, um, had in the past. So that's it, folks. Uh, I'm pumped. Thanks for everyone again for listening, and we will see what happens. Uh, I will do a follow-up episode, kind of a debrief from the Chicago Marathon. I'm also going to be doing a podcast episode with my coach Tom Black coming up, which I'm super stoked about, and uh, we'll share all that out in the coming week. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, 
and we will talk to you soon.